Uh, welcome to the What's Next podcast. This podcast is to enable current students to understand all of the career opportunities that are available to them, as well as the resources that are there to help them uh, beyond their studies at ICMP. So today on the What's Next podcast, we have a very special guest and I'm going to get him to introduce himself um, and we're going to just get into what's next. So if you could tell us what is your name, uh, what you studied at ICMP and what is your current job or occupation? Hi guys, so my name is Peter. Right now I'm doing quite a few things within music. So I do lyrics transcription for a company called We Localize, but my main thing is music. I do music production for singers and artists, freelancing basically. I also studied creative music production at ICMP from I think can't remember the year it's like 2018 to like 2021 or something like that so it's been a while it's been a while no perfect I mean that that leans on nicely into the next thing I was going to ask so you said obviously you do multiple things so what would you say your like average day-to-day looks like for you so in terms of my nine-to-five job it's a standard corporate nine-to-five I'm a little bit lucky in the sense that I get to work from home Everything's remote, so just roll out of bed and, and get cracking to work. But um, after that, after 5 p.m., a lot of artists tend to be very spontaneous with studio sessions and things like that. So after 5, either I have a session that's been booked like maybe a week in advance or something like that. So I just head to the studio and get cracking. Uh, sessions tend to last quite long, especially if I'm working with a like a higher profile artist and I tend to work with a little bit more higher profile artists nowadays so there's never really like a time for me to be like okay after maybe like 11 I, I need to leave or something something like that um, and because I work from home I tend to work till very late so sometimes I could be leaving the studio at like 4am 3am 2am I'd be putting in that work but um, obviously it's all for the love of the music so it's worthwhile. If someone's willing, if you if you guys are willing to put in that kind of them kind of hours, it it pays off. No, absolutely, I hundred percent agree with you. Like it it takes work, it takes work, and I think so. Obviously, you do a nine to five, and then you obviously do the music stuff in addition to your um, corporate job. How do you find you're able to like balance both worlds essentially? Well, the nine to five is like, I guess kind of like a bread and butter. Just if I don't have sessions for a while, you know, I've still got that bread to that bread coming in so I could still eat. Um, in terms of balance, like the artists that I, I work with, they all know my schedule. I let them know that weekdays, nine to five, there's not there's no way I'm gonna be able to come for a session. So if you if you wanna book me, it has to be after five PM on a weekday. Whenever you feel like it, it depends on wherever the studio is, it will just depend. I tend to liaise with the the artists themselves directly or through managers and things like that. Um, but even then, the artists that I tend to work with, their managers know my schedule, everything like that. Obviously, I get weekends off. Um, so if they want to have a really sort of extended period of time in the studio with me, uh, it tends to be on the weekend weekend sessions things like that but balancing is quite easy because um 
I'm, as I said, I'm just lucky enough to have a job that's fully remote. So sometimes it's a bit techy with the with sleep and that. But as I said, if you're willing to put in them hours, it benefits. No, definitely. I mean, how do you find? Because obviously you're you're basically like just working like twenty four seven and putting in the like shift, um, which is great, you know. How, but how how would you say that you're able to switch from like okay? I'm working, and I guess that's both creatively and um, through the job you're doing, and then switching into mm. your like everyday mindset. Is there something that you do to kind of switch from? Okay, now this is time for me to like just like switch off. Yeah, I mean sometimes I tend to switch off on the weekends, so I tend to have like sleeping a lot. Also, I just because I work from home, I don't really get to go socialise and things like that. So later on in the evening, I tend to like go out and things like that. Um, a lot of my friends, they run things like events and stuff and it's going to get into something that I do feel like is quite important. Because we all know working in music, networking is like your be-all and end-all. Funnily enough, the best places to network with artists and producers and things like that is either at let's say an artist is doing a show so you go to that show and you meet people they have like an open mic or something like that that's one of the best ways uh so i tend to go to things like that or even just like even like festivals and things like that if you're able to if you know people that are in certain places uh, for example you know like a dj that's doing a set and at a festival and you manage to you know, work your way in backstage. You can talk to a bunch of people that can put you onto some good opportunities, really. Um, so, yeah, I, I tend to just look out for my friend's events that he does and they they were all quite connected. So they did, like, um, a party one time. There was quite a few uh, cool artists that were there. And you could just literally see them in their own little vibe or whatever. And if you're brave enough and you you really want to work your way into the industry, make yourself known, go say hi, don't be a bit too pushy. But especially if you know, or, or like you're a fan of someone's work, particularly like an artist or something, just go make yourself known, just say, I really like your music or whatever, and have a genuine conversation, but don't be too pushy because a lot of artists, especially the higher profile ones, they get very like stush, because they kind of have to be. If you feel like your energy's kind of being a bit slided, don't take it personally. It just is what it is. A lot of artists, that take a lot of time for them to warm up to people. But at the end of the day, they're all, again, humans. So there's nothing wrong with going up and saying hi. But that's probably one of the biggest ways that I've actually managed to work with certain people and have opportunities to be in the same room or in the same studio setting as certain individuals. So I don't want to name names but there are a lot of i've been in some sessions with some pretty big artists and it's literally just thanks to having one conversation maybe i bought one person a drink one time it sounds very tactical but it becomes very like like procedural kind of like when you're driving you don't really think about it if you're in the vibe and you're bringing the correct you come with the correct energy things like that you know it takes you places so I mean, that's one of the biggest things I wanted to say. Just networking is key. Um, and then in terms of um, schedule and stuff like that, make sure that 
you have a tight schedule that that allows room for spontaneity or spontaneous kind of vibes basically because a lot of musicians in this day and age it's just very spontaneous you never know when you're going to get a phone call saying hey especially if you're a producer because producers you can either be making beats you can send them over like a beat pack over to one artist but then another artist might need an engineer and if you can engineer two you've got to be able to you know manage both especially if you want to be making good money because that's where the money comes from you need multiple income streams no, absolutely. I think you've you basically answered the next couple of questions I was going to ask. So that's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Um, nice no, and really, really, um, really useful and important stuff there. I think working as a producer, when artists, whether that's those who are starting out or maybe those who are very much like um, higher um, profile artists, when they uh, use you to record, there's a price that you have to like set for yourself. So. Um, how did you establish um, a price for yourself when you were offering your um, production services to other people, whether that was in, you know, sending beat packs to artists or um, engineering? Like, how did you um, establish, like, a, a good price for yourself to charge um, people if they wanted to use you for recording? Um, so, kind of, I need to kind of backtrack a little bit to get to this point. Um, so when I graduated, I actually got um, offered a place as a studio engineer at a studio called Tribe Urban Studios. So while I was working at Tribe Urban Studios, obviously I met a lot of artists as well. They have a radio upstairs too. So a lot of like big artists were coming to do interviews, much like this podcast, for example. So I just see them walking in and obviously they'd come in and hear like the music I was doing and maybe they like the kind of music that... I'm making or whatever so they kind of want to jump on stuff so that's another way that I was networking things like that through that I've met like other producers so people like for example Nige you know when you hear like an AJ Tracy track and he goes it sounds like Nige we all know Nige dope producer um I met people like um C Beats as well and there's a guy that is top tier producer that I work with very closely a lot uh, we made a lot of like co-production uh, work we've done a lot of our own songs together as well his name is Jacques Charles uh, yeah he's an elite producer you guys should definitely check him out and through Jacques mainly as well as speaking to and kind of being around these other producers every now and again you just ask questions so I asked questions um, obviously Jacques works full-time production he's sending beat packs off to people he has a manager and things like that so his manager makes things a little bit easier for him me i'm fully independent so being independent you have to understand that you're also your own manager you need to be able to book things yourself you need to kind of allocate time to yourself as well as allocate time for your own creations as well because it gets to a point where you're not going to if you're being booked for sessions on a daily basis which has happened to me before i've done sessions two, three weeks straight, if I've, you have a session like almost every day for a month, whatever, it gets very tiring and, we, you know, music is creative. Occasionally you burn out, things like that. You need to be able to really and truly, because the, the industry is really fast and rapid moving, you need to be able to just pull something out of nothing. So you need to be able to allocate time in your free time to just make what you what you want to make on your own just so that you could have it as well 
just in the background. So if an artist that you think, oh, wait, let's say you somehow bump into Drake and Drake comes into your studio session or something and you've got a song that you made that you'd be like, you know what, Drake would sound cool on this. You've already made it, so you don't have to then go through, maybe if you're in a burnout situation, have to pull something that you're not really feeling. So yeah, does that answer the question or did I miss some points? I felt like I missed some points because I'm always going off on tangents. <laughs> no, that was that was uh, answer some of the other questions I was going to ask. I think I wanted to kind of focus on so how you were able to set a price for yourself. Oh, yeah, I just asked. I asked people. Um, just I asked a lot of producers. So it depends. Like they charge certain amount for certain beats. Obviously, they have different price tags. For example, if they're gonna sell a beat that's uh, in MP3 format, it's usually maybe about twenty, thirty, depending on the producer as well. Uh, if you were to go on YouTube, it's usually about like twenty or thirty pounds. So I kind of based when I started based my prices off of what people on youtube were doing and then as i started working with a lot more higher profile artists it became a little bit more like all right this is a little bit bigger or bigger kind of stuff that i'm doing i need to be making bigger money honestly so i would charge per hour by like for studio sessions where i'm engineering as well that doesn't i have a particularly good relationship with the artists i work with so i don't necessarily charge them for beats up until you know paperwork and stuff has to be signed and then we start we negotiate a price through that and again it just depends on the artist's budget things like that but i already know when it comes to higher profile artists you already know you're going to make money so it's not really i can for example do a session with an artist that's high profile and I could not get paid that day, but I would know that I'm because of the relationship I've got with them. The money will come in at some point, and I've got the nine to five as well, which keeps me up. Basically, it's a good nine to five. It keeps me up. I don't have to worry about not being able to pay for transport to get there or something like that. So, again, biggest thing is multiple streams of in well, multiple streams of income. It's the biggest thing I can push that and networking. Because networking will allow you to make more income streams. So it's not just selling beat packs. It's not just engineering for sessions. It's not just this, that and other. Even doing your own events. If you can DJ, that's good weekend money. Good weekend money. And you can go to events that are like with pretty high profile people if you're able to get in. You're getting paid for the day and you can network. So And you can enjoy yourself as well. So it's best of best of both worlds really i mean i think you've shared a lot of really helpful uh, insights and i guess the the last question i just want to ask obviously i know you said with like network being one of the things that you kind of wanted to, is there any advice that you would want to give to students or maybe those who've recently graduated i think especially or specifically those studying production maybe finish studying production like a bit of advice that you would want to leave them with um just to kind of like help them in their own um journey that a lot of things come to mind honestly as i said networking is key you only live once so make sure you go out and enjoy yourself don't spend too much money on silly things 
invest in yourself especially for production you really need to invest in yourself so invest in things like splice splice is probably one of the saving graces of my sessions because if i burn out and i don't know what kind of chords i feel like playing or things like that into into i I work with logic Uh, obviously people work with like ableton or pro tools or whatever um a lot of actually people use a lot of the producers especially more so like the the hip-hop scene uh, in the UK specifically and America, they tend to use Fruity Loops and then move things into Logic and then work from Logic to mix, master, record vocals, all of that. One thing I do kind of think that or felt that I probably should have done was learn FL because I still to this day don't. Um, I've got friends that sort that stuff out for me, so it's not a big deal but that's it depends on obviously the music people are creating but specifically for people that are about that uk hip-hop stuff drill all of that most people use fl so if you're able to use fl and move things into logic or use logic at least or even ableton those are the three doors i would say that you need to be very proficient in pro tools is a little bit more like oh if you're recording an orchestra or something like that in abbey road studios or something you need pro tools that's a lot harder but that's all all within the curriculum of the production course anyway so you should be learning that regardless with the networking and things like that again you're in icmp everyone's nice generally everyone's willing to work i get it it's not easy to get studio time because everyone's trying to get in the studio but even if you go to a pirate studios even if you go to tribe urban studios in greenwich if you go to, um, I think, I forgot what it's called, North Star Studios or something, it's in North. Go somewhere with your peers, make music with everyone, do your own events, like ICMP events, which have, they happen as well, you've got ICMP events. Make sure you go, invite people that you, I don't know, you might go to a show um, where, I don't know, maybe Skepta's performing or something like that, and you get to talk to Skepta's manager or whatnot. Invite Skepta to your events, um, Skepta's manager to your events invite Skepta's manager to your studio sessions let them know that you're about the work show them that you're willing to put in effort just show them your talent as well naturally people will want to kind of gravitate towards you and if you show that you're willing to put in that work and put in the hours and if you've got a schedule that fits you and you're able to especially if it's a flexible schedule similar to mine obviously I've got a sort of fixed schedule and then everything after that's flexible that's how I kind of manage things that's what works for me it might not work for you you might want to do like a part-time job um and then do other kind of things you get me so yeah biggest thing networking top tier make sure you put out a lot of work make sure you get your PRS everything sorted prs is top tier you definitely 100% need that i left it a little bit too late so don't make the same mistake as me also like things like um ascap make sure you research that um because yeah you could go on holiday and meet a whole bunch of people it's happened to me before yeah the international things are always good fun and they increase your fan base so you're reaching out to other people so i've got a couple people that i work with in nyc couple people in LA a couple people in Tokyo as well and a couple people in Korea so I've basically got all different kinds of people I can work with and through that again multiple income streams that keeps you solid for your thing. Uh, one of the other things that's very important is socials making sure you post on TikTok making sure you get content for everything that you do creatively because people want to look at that 
it's crazy how me before you being in the studio with one artist you post that maybe post like a little snippet of the song people it builds hype people naturally want to follow you naturally want to see what's going on and if you've got a lot going on on your socials people will keep coming back which gives you views which gives you a bigger fan base things like that so instagram and tiktok are very important just taking pictures with people as well so people know that who, who you're working with things like that it will keep people locked in to everything that you do and then on top of that if you've got events and stuff that you're doing if you're doing a show or a gig or something like that make sure you post that on your socials as well following what everything that you're doing again it builds hype it builds this it builds that maybe you even perform a new song or you play a new song at an event or something like that people are about that life so yeah that's another last thing I'd say that's very important, socials. Make sure you've got your camera out in the middle of the studio, just recording while you're doing whatever you do. It's very important. It's the one thing that when I'm working with managers and artists and things like that, it always comes up. Oh, TikTok, socials, 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 socials. It's insane, but it's part of the job. Ah, it's good. That's good, that's good. I think, um, yeah, as as people are listening to this, I'm hoping that they will, um, yeah, take hold of that and actually just put a lot of their focus now into networking if they're not already doing so and just focus on um yeah just getting out and meeting people expanding their network you know nah peter thank you so much for um for sharing that's actually a lot of um a lot of wisdom i think especially for those who are studying production i think this is going to be really helpful and useful for them as they listen um so um yeah thank you for um you yeah, taking the time just to come and uh join the podcast it's all good man it's all good